We're getting up close and personal with all your favorite celebrities on the hottest weekend party show in the city, The Abbey Night Show. Y'all. You're listening to all the hits on the number one party show in the city, The Abbey Night Show. Tell a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Tate Hoskins. If you're not familiar with him, he's an incredibly successful TikToker. How you doing today? I'm doing so good. How are you doing? Pretty good. I really, you know, it's it's a, what was I telling you? It's a great day to have a great day or good day. I don't know. I always get it backwards. Amen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So I'm so excited to be speaking with you for everybody listening in right now. I, you know, was scrolling through TikTok and I came across the video that kind of got my attention uh, was the one that you had about the Little Mermaid. And I was like, okay, he is opinionated. Let me go to his page and check him out. And I was like, oh, oh, he's really opinionated. So I was like, I got to talk to him. You are so bubbly and so full of life. I was like, I have to get to know him a little bit better. So ladies and gentlemen, Tate Hoskins, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love that bubbly, outspoken. That's exactly who I am. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that they, they look, you leave no room for misinterpretation when it comes to your opinion at all. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you can't. I think, you know, we live in a, in a world where it's so easy to get caught up in being wishy-washy. But I think to be who you really are, you have to just speak your truth, live your truth and stand by those words and how you feel about things. Amen. And he's only 24, you guys. I cannot. I'm like, you're about to be my new bestie, Tay, okay? Um, hey, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so, you know, in a world that's so largely dominated by digital media, I mean, we've got metaverse, meta world. I, f I feel like when I was a kid, if I would have, you know, created a, a fake house, you know, the, the little imaginary <laughs> houses that we used to build as kids. And then I would have been like a million dollars. That's metaverse. So what's your perspective on society's view today when it comes to social media? Yeah, you know, I think my personal look at it is kind of the same way I look at like a bad boyfriend is that I love the potential. <laughs> you know, I love <laughs> I love the potential of it, but I think I think that society as a collective, you know, we look at social media as a reality TV show. It's like we view it as an episode of Survivor and we're we're waiting to vote someone off an island or to pick a favorite character and a least favorite character and antagonize someone. And I think like that mentality holds us back from really appreciating the greatness that is social media and, and what it has to offer. And it's everyone gets so easily wrapped up in it. Right. It's so easy to get caught up in the who's who and the who are nots and have nots and what's trending and what's not. Um, I don't know. Do you believe that modern day social culture has influenced cancel culture and glamorized Internet trolling? Because I've seen some of your videos, especially with this one girl. It was heartbreaking. I think it's pinned on your profile. She's, uh, you know, she's a little more overweight, heavier girl. And she was saying basically like honest opinions and it was kind of saying like be as blunt and I don't know. I, it just it was heartbreaking when I saw it and I saw your opinion on it and how you were saying that if you define beauty based on the Internet's comments, you'll never be pretty. And so what's your opinion in, on this whole Internet trolling, cancel culture, all that? 
Yeah, you know, it is, it's hard because when we look at the history of cancel culture, I think people think that it's this new concept and that it's, you know, it, it just, it's brand new, but really cancel culture has existed for all of history. You know, we mm-hmm. look at Halloween's, yeah. Halloween's coming right around the corner. So I'm going to just do a little parallel here. The Salem witch trials, <laughs> you know, I think if you look at those, look at that culture of people, that was a cancel culture on witches in its own way. And mm-hmm. the difference is that, you know, they weren't able to harass someone in their DMs until they privated their Instagram. And so it was a little different, but you know, it, it's existed forever, but I think, you know, the way that we, the way that we use it as a tool to, like I said, to, to try to vote someone off an island, it's, it's just, it creates this really bad environment that's really toxic and really unhealthy for both the viewer and for the person who's being viewed. Um, I think, yeah, I think we've, we've sculpted cancel culture into being something that's, you know, very destructive, um, entertaining but just so destructive on self-esteem and confidence and individuality and, and, you know, politics and everything. It's, it's became such a chaotic storm. You know, and I love that you said destructive because when Ellen went through this whole negative publicity, I don't know if you, you want to call it scandal, so to speak, Kevin Hart spoke up for her and he said, it's, it's crazy. I I don't remember what his exact words were, how people love to watch others fall. It's like we build up celebrities to watch them fall. Right. So now in the culture that we live in, that's what it's all about. It's all about building somebody up and then watching them fall and their life fall apart for entertainment. And it's heartbreaking that this is what the world has come to. And it speaks to what you were saying about people not being real anymore. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more with that sentiment. This is, you know, an an individual who collectively we have loved and celebrated for so long. And it's the first step. And I'm not excusing anyone's behavior or actions or saying that we shouldn't hold people accountable. But, you know, when when you build someone up so high, the only thing they can do is come tumbling down. And and it is Mm -hmm. so hard to watch someone, you know, just fall like that. It is always it's hard to watch someone's fall or cancellation. Right. And obviously from the outside looking in, there's only so much we know, right? It's like people that watch you on TikTok. Everybody thinks they know you. But until you really get to be behind closed doors with somebody, get to know them, you don't really know what's really going on. And for me, like even in that situation, you're talking about someone who came out, who was openly gay, who openly praised the LGBTQIA plus community and yeah. she was canceled so to speak initially and then she got this incredible opportunity talking about a 20-year span that all basically came to an end over her being rude or uh, abusing staff or being racist or i don't know there's so many names that they called her but in the span of 20 years don't you think there should have been some sort of consistency and so when you look at that parallel especially with you being on a platform like TikTok, your following has grown exponentially. I mean, you're over a million followers. You have a whole bunch of likes. Do you feel <laughs> any of that pressure on yourself as you continue to grow as a personality that people might come I, for you the same way? Absolutely. I think any person, no matter how big or small, um, is is under the same rules 
that apply to this game that people play with, you know, the, the celebrities and the, and the, you know, with the A-listers and, and everyone, you know, no matter how big or small you are on online, you're subject to those rules and, and that game. Um, but I would say, you know, the only thing I can do as a person is establish the person that I am to the best of my ability. And when it comes down to it, if I say something that really doesn't sit well with this group or that group, and trust me, I will say something that doesn't sit right with this group or that group. I swear to it, I will say something. Um, You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to either learn from it and grow and then, you know, work with the people who are telling me to do better um, or to step down and just walk away from everything. And I, Mm -hmm. I, I think, for what my goal is in my life and my, my purpose. You know, if I do something wrong, tell me I did it wrong. We'll talk about it. I'll learn from it. And if I think I need to change something, I will change something and we'll go from there. But yeah, I, I definitely feel the pressure always to, to maintain that, you know, that, that image. Yeah. I mean, which is cool. I mean, I love your personality. I love the cowboy hat. I love the colors. I love the pride that you have, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But one thing I really wanted to know is what's something special that most people don't know about you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say the most interesting thing about me um, Mm -hmm. in in reference to who it is that I am on the Internet and, and what I do with my my social media, you know, platform now is I actually dropped out of high school. Um, I was a high school dropout in ninth grade, as a matter of fact. Um, I dropped out and I got my GED later on in life. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of people hear that and they think, wow, you, you, you dropped out and you did this and you're doing all this. And I just, I like to use that as a way to tell people like, you know, stay in school, always, you know, always stay in school and, and do what you got to do and do your work. But, you know, education and college and everything, there is, there is always a path for you. There's always a route you can take and you can grow a business from the ground up um, as long as you work hard and you do you do what needs to be done. So yeah, that's a pretty fun fact about me. And you know what's crazy is that actually there are so many successful billionaires that actually never completed high school. Were you yeah. aware of this? I, I am. And I, I always tell people, you know, stay in school. I like to just say stay in school. Okay. Stay in school. But, but, um, you know, don't feel like if you're struggling or you're not keeping up with the other kids or you're academically, you know, not passing your tests the same way that Sarah is in the you know seat behind you, you're not a failure and you're not, you know, your life's not over. It's just a matter of figuring out what you're good at and what you can do and what you love doing and go out there and freaking do it. Kill it. We live in a world, too, where it's it's really uh, glamorized in a sense to become an entrepreneur now. People don't understand the work that goes into it, but building a social media page, even like a platform like TikTok is not easy. It requires a lot of creativity, um, a lot of pressure, right? Because the more that you grow, you always want to maintain the numbers. It's always like, like with artists, you're only as good as your last numbers or your last sales. So how did it feel for you seeing the incredible growth that you achieved on TikTok, as well as receiving so much support and feedback in the comments? Because you would think coming out and being so incredibly opinion i heard your opinion on the little mermaid which by the way for all of you out there all of you people out there if i can get it together and speak properly that like to you know down the color of ariel a fictional cartoon character 
Um, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Honestly, just because of her skin color, she looked beautiful. She did an incredible job. She sounded amazing. And it's it's important to have representation of 100%. ethnic variety. I'm Spanish. I didn't grow up seeing any cool Spanish cartoon characters. And I wasn't out here talking about, oh, I'm not going to go watch that because she's not Hispanic. I mean, she looked great. She looks like a mermaid. Really, when you look oh, at it, she beautiful. looked perfect for the role. So... I just want to know how did all this feel for you? Because I think when I was 24 years old, um, you know, I come back from like the VHS days, like back when you had to like wind the cassette tape because the film was coming out. Like, so I just think if I was your age, putting myself on a platform like that, having that much of an opinion about everything, especially when you start getting into racial issues and subjects, things like that, which you know, create a lot of a pressure factor for where, you know, the world we live in today. How are you handling all this? Because I loved seeing how much support you were getting from people in general. And I think that's because you're being authentic. You're being true to yourself. You're not trying to change with the trends. You're like, listen, y'all, this is Tate. You either like it or hate it. You can follow or unfollow, but this is what it is. <laughs> yes. And that, that is what it is. And that, that really is the, my motto. It's, it's, this is how I feel about it. And if you don't agree, I'm more than open to a discussion. And I actually had a lot of people, both, you know, white people and people of color actually come mm -hmm. forward and say, hey, like, I don't agree with this standpoint because of X, Y, Z. And um, and there's always room for discussion. I think that is probably one of the most important things to a, a healthy society is being able to like sit down and not just talk to respond or listen to respond, but to really listen to hear what the person is saying and how they're saying it and why they're saying it. Um, but, you know, overwhelmingly getting positive feedback and positive support, it it it's sometimes easy to fall into the trap of social media when you see negative comments or you see hate comments and i think a lot of people do this where they'll get you know a hundred you know supportive messages and then they'll get one negative comment and then they focus that one comment they make seven videos about it they they turn it into this big storm I think, you know, realistically, if someone is coming forward and they're being respectful and they're saying, this is why I don't agree, or this is why I think this is the way that it should be, or however, you know, however the situation goes, mm -hmm. I think uh, as long as, as everyone is being calm and everyone is listening to the other person and hearing what they have to say, it could be the dumbest thing on earth, but if I'm hearing what you're saying, um, that's the least I can do just to, to hear someone out. So yeah, it is a lot of support, a lot of overwhelming support. And for those people who don't agree, um, I always just try to st you know stand back and hear what they're saying. And, and doesn't mean I'm going to agree or change my opinion. It just means I want to create an environment where that's okay. You know, it's acceptable to do that. Yeah, where it's okay to have the conversation because the conversations are necessary. So. Yeah. Why are you, I mean, at your age, I feel like you should be focused on fashion and living your best life and, you know, just being all the things. Why are you so passionate about openly voicing your opinion of all of society's negative commentary of people and ideas or events? Because you're kind of putting yourself as a target. You're putting yourself out there as a target. You know, it's like, oh, look at this guy. You know, he's this, he's that, he's opinionated. So why are you so passionate about being that way? You know, I was, I was a lonely kid. <laughs> I was a lonely kid. And not just in the way that I, you know, I didn't have friends, but when I was at school, I couldn't, 
you know, I couldn't relate to people. I couldn't find, I couldn't find a support system. I couldn't find teachers or, or other students that, that felt like me or looked like me or wanted to, to, to have me as part of the lunch table, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think it's so, it was so lonely and it was so hard to find someone who resonated with the way that I felt that Mm. for me, having a platform now, having the ability to reach, you know, hundreds, millions of people on a, on a day-to-day basis, it's, Mm. it is so powerful and so incredible. And that is why I do what I do. And I, I, say what I say, because if there is a kid out there listening, or if there is someone who feels alone, you know, whether they're, you know, 12 years old or 50 years old, mm-hmm. if they resonate with something I say, then I'm going to say it loud and clear for the people in the back of the room. I'm going to be hollering it till my breath gives out. I'm going to be saying it, you know? So yeah, that's why I'm so passionate. Cause I want to be, you know, I want to be the voice that I needed as a kid. And that's, that's kind of where it, it stems from. And that's important. To have that kind of representation just across the board, right? Like you said, you didn't see anyone that looked like you. And Lizzo just spoke to this. She was talking about when she received her Emmy, how when she was a little girl, she used to look on the TV and she was like, there's nobody that looks like me. And finally, she sat down and she was like, girl, you're going to have to be that somebody. (laughs) And um, here she is, loud and proud and in charge. She's like, baby, this is all of me. And you can love it, hate it, like it, whatever. If not, like I'm here to stay, period. You don't, you know, you're not affecting me. So in your opinion, based on all the diversity that there is in the world, what is the most interesting thing about life for you? Yeah, first of all, shout out to Mother Lizzo. Love, love, love Lizzo. What a queen. Um, Yeah, I think the most interesting thing in life is our ability to sit down and learn about literally everything. I mean, there is not a single subject that is not somewhere on the internet, somewhere on a YouTube video, somewhere on a podcast that we can't sit down and learn and grow. And that's not something that our grandparents had. You know, that's not something that even my mama had at some points in her life, the ability to sit down at a computer and learn about anything she wanted to learn about. So I think one of the most fascinating things in life is just where we are as a culture, as a society, we can we have all of the knowledge in the world at the tip of our fingers. And all we have to do is sit down and read and listen and learn. That's it. You know, I think it's amazing. Listen, how often do people take the time to listen? Yes. Yeah. Have you found yourself ever talking to someone and you're like, am I talking to myself or the wall or are you just not listening to anything? Yes. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I think I, and I'm not to be, not to be one of those people, but I think it does go back to how the algorithm is and how these, you know, social media is now where everything is just, it's a, it's a scroll. It's a, it's a trend. It's, we know what's coming and we're just ready to respond with a witty comment or a witty joke and move forward. But yeah, I mean, there's so much listening to be done and nobody want, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to listen. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nobody wants to listen. But let's, let's think about it though. People don't really want to work anymore. They want instant gratification. I want to be famous overnight. I want to be rich overnight. I want to be successful overnight. But they don't want to put in the work it takes to be all of those things. And (laughs) 
if I hear another person say, when I tell them that I do social media, if I hear another person say, I'm going to start taking pictures of my feet and putting them online, and I'm going to get a million views. I'm like, baby, you go on ahead. If you think that's all it is, is pictures of your feet and it's you can blow up, you go on ahead and do that. I'm going to be over here working on my TikToks and you do what you got to do. Hey, you let we'll me know how that works out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why does exactly. everybody always go instantly to, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a create a page for my feet? Like, oh, they love it. They love a foot pick. They love a foot pick. <laughs> I'm like, and what is it with feet? I'm not I'm not that person, okay? I'm not out here looking no. like, ooh, let me suck on some toes, get my toes sucked. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, what is so attractive about a foot? I don't oh, know. that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's just me. I'm Clearly, it's not my line of business, and that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> but um, let's get back to you. We live in a world where I feel like members of the LGBTQIA plus are largely judged and ostracized until you have big old personalities that come out and are like, baby, I yep. am gay, I am proud, and I am fabulous. And you can kiss my ass if you don't like it. So I just want to know for you, what was the moment that became the deciding factor in you coming out? privately to your family and then publicly and what it's been like embracing the LGBTQIA plus community for you. Yeah, I mean, just going back to what I was, you know, kind of talking about before being such a lonely kid and, and being so ostracized by the person that I was, you know, when I came out, um, I want to say around 13 ish, um, my mom actually took me I have a story about this. It's on the internet, but I have um, a, a story where my mom actually took me to an exorcist <laughs> and it's like a southern baptist thing where she took me and, and the what? preacher like yeah like prayed over me with some holy oil and like was speaking in tongues and it was just a, a whole thing i mean it was very very it was so destructive and, and so traumatic as a, as a kid but you know i think that experience for me really emboldened me as a person and so mm -hmm. later on in life as time went by i think like i had no choice but to be the person that I was, and if you did not like that, if you did not like the person that I was, because let me tell you something, I am a good person. And I don't say that in a way of, of being conceited or feeling like, you know, I want to be better than anybody else. But I know I'm putting my grocery cart back. You know, I'm holding the door open for people and I'm saying please and thank you, you know, and, and I'm doing that because I want to be a good person. And if you don't like me because of something that is so not even your business, you know, something like my sexuality, that's your problem. And I'm going to be me and I'm going to do me and I'm going to tell the world about me. And if you don't like it, that's on you because I know who I am and that's a good person. So mm -hmm. I'll let people who don't like me, less, that's their bed. They can lie in it, you know, without me. Not to sound ignorant, but I'm like, so I'm just trying to understand. Were they trying to pray the gay out of you? I just... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's like... uh it was a very it was a very interesting thing so uh, down here where i live uh, in kentucky um people there's a lot of people who are pentecostal um and then there's a, another variation of like southern baptist and and so in the culture though it's very common for um for parents to be very against you know their kids being gay or, or you know lesbian or trans and and it's uh it's a it's a problem down here that's a problem that i hopefully one day will see completely end um but yeah my mama she's very religious we're on great terms now i love her dearly um mm -hmm. but at the time you know she she freaked out my school counselor actually called her and told her that i was even though i asked her not to um and when i got home that day my mama was in the kitchen and she said get your stuff get in the car she drove me straight to the church after uh, after i got home from school and yeah that preacher just went 
ham and cheese on me. I mean, he was really going <laughs> in on. He was going. Uh, he was going abomination. He was going to the you know speaking in tongues. It was it was a very traumatic experience. But yeah, I look. You know what I always say? I don't know why people are worried about well, what somebody else is doing in the bedroom. If your bedroom life is not eventful enough, then maybe you need to go find something to amuse yourself with. Because <laughs> one, it is not people's business what you do at home in the privacy of your home. <laughs> but I, I just, I think it's beautiful when people find love because I'm like, baby, I am uh, straight as they come and I haven't found love. So if you are out here, you know, in love, loving life and you're happy, I am happy for you. Period. As, as it should be. Amen. And that's how it should be. Like, why are you worried about what? It's crazy when I've met people over the years. I'm like, oh, my God. You know what so-and-so has been doing? I'm like, why do you care? And what do you care about what he does with his wife? Or if they like to have a, another person join them? Like, are you part of the marriage? Are you in the relationship? I just want to know, do you sleep in that bed? Because if not, it's exactly. not your business. It's not your business. You just leave those people alone. Let them do what they're going to do. And it, if it don't affect you, leave them be. Clearly, uh, people need to take that advice. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Just let people be. Like, I, I wish the world uh, was more supportive of other people's joy. We live in a oh, world yeah. where everybody just loves to watch people crumble, even people you know. How often do people really support the people they know? They will go and spend thousands, hundreds of dollars to support an artist, a celebrity, a complete stranger. But you have someone right next door or a close friend of yours and you won't even spend a dollar. You won't. It gets better. Let's not even talk money. You won't even repost, double tap, or click nothing. Yeah. And that doesn't cost yeah. you anything but a couple seconds. So listen, just mind your business and find your own happiness. If you don't like that someone else is happy, the problem is you, not them. That's just my opinion. Um, and I'm there sure plenty of people are going to come for me on that one. But it is <laughs> what it is. Y'all can find me at Abby Knights on Instagram. I'm, I'm here for it. Um so Tate, tell me if you could change anything in the world, anything, what would it be? Oh, wow. Now that is a very hard hitting question. Um, I think I would change. I, I'm just going to go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, I think I would, I would make people listen to hear a, the other person and, and not listen to respond. I think if I could set a rule and make people just listen and, and just shut up. And I, I hate that word. It's my mama always taught me not to use the word shut up, but just shut up and listen and learn. And I promise you the world is going to be exponentially better by you doing that. And I mean that for me, I mean that for my brothers, my mom, my family, my friends, the people who hate me, the people who love me, just keep those lips zipped and listen to the things around you and you will learn and be better from that. I swear to it. People become better people when they learn how to listen. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, uh, we do have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Um, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of curious to hear your opinion, because obviously coming as a social media star, which is what they're labeling, you know, you guys as now, what's been the best part about interacting with your fans and meeting other influencers? Has there been a standout moment for you? You know, it is a 
it is a blessing every day to wake up to, and I'm not saying this in a generic, like, oh, I love followers, but I mean this from the bottom of my heart, to wake up to the messages that I wake up to where people are talking about, my videos inspire them to wear makeup to school if that's something that they wanted to do or to or to come out to their parents after you know hearing my coming out story, or maybe it's even to, to look at like the Ariel situation, the Little Mermaid situation. Thank you for telling me about this. I didn't realize my opinion was so, you know, systemic. It was so rooted in this feeling that I didn't even know I had. Messages like that mean the world to me. And I think that mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's something that I didn't know going into it that I would that I would be able to to get or to see that. And uh, and yeah, and just seeing those messages every day of people who say that my stuff has helped them or my videos or my, you know, whatever has helped them, it it means the world. And I do have uh, one good Judy, uh, Scott Frenzo. I'm gonna give a little shout out to Scott uh, on TikTok. Um, he is my, uh, I met him through a, a charity event that I did for uh, the Trevor Project last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've, we hit it off and we're just, Honestly, just two people trying to navigate the world of social media, and uh, yeah, he's my he's my go-to, he's my rock, and I just want to say I love you, Scott. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. Oh, that's so that's so sweet. Hey, Scott, uh, how you doing? Um, <laughs> he will be listening. <laughs> I I I really uh, I really love that for you. I love that you're embracing this entire journey for what it is the ups and the downs and all the twists and turns, they all become your story and they mold you into the person that you are, the person you're going to be. And I can't believe that at this age, I just feel like you're wiser beyond your years. You know, it's like, you're so cute and so young, but I'm like, he really thinks like a 50 year old. Um, what, what do you hope to achieve in the next five years with the knowledge that you have and everything that you're aspiring to do? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I, I, if I could tell anybody, you know, one tip on social media is that it is very fleeting. And uh, in the world of fame and notoriety and, and, and all of it, it is very here one minute and gone the next. So if you do manage to, to climb your way up the ladder and to make a platform for yourself, really utilize that knowledge and utilize that, that time to grow and expand yourself and explore all the fun things that you might not get to. So I'm actually coming out with a clothing brand uh, yes. coming out next year. It is it is awesome. It is an, an LGBT based clothing brand, but I really want to bridge that gap for, you know, Southern individuals who, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of LGBT folks here in the South and we don't always get representation in the in the Western wear and in the clothing, you know, in the clothing industry. So, you know, I want to bridge that gap and I want to establish the, the clothing brand Stag Pride. That's the name of it. I love it. I love the name. I just love you know talking about it. Um, I want to I want to establish that business and I want to create a brand and I want to you know I want to see people wearing my clothes and feeling awesome and feeling confident and beautiful um, and and loving themselves in their own skin and uh, yeah that's what I hope to be doing five years from now. I want to be walking you know I want to be seeing you know my clothes walking down a runway in Paris or something. That's that's my goals in the future. It sounds like you're aspiring to create a brand that's a lifestyle oh, rather absolutely. than just an item. So can oh, people yeah. expect, uh, can they anticipate some Speedos up in that clothing line? <laughs> <laughs> now, we we do have a, a lingerie, uh, a version of a lingerie coming out. Okay. That I'm, uh, 
I'm very excited for, and our brand is very plus size friendly. So that's one of the things that I've really yes. worked on in this startup to make sure that we have all sizes for all bodies and mm -hmm. uh, and and for everyone. No matter if you're you know if you're trans, if you're a person of color, you can wear these clothes and and feel represented by the South. And that's my goal. That's what I want to do. So yes, this brand is going to have some. It's going to have some some fun stuff in it. So keep an eye out. Absolutely. I can't wait. You better let me know when this is out. I want to support for sure. You will be getting a PR package. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be sending it right to your address. I love everything you're doing so much. I um I feel like I just found like a new lifelong friend. Listen, I found you and I was like, I have to talk to him. You guys, I was on his TikTok. I went to his Instagram. I was like, hey, I sent an email. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to you. Um. I feel like the world needs more supportive, positive people in it, non-judgmental, just people that are kind. Kindness doesn't cost money, you all. Like no. it doesn't cost anything to be nice. And you not you never know what someone else is going through. So sometimes the simplest thing that you do can literally be life-changing. And it can save Absolutely. someone's life, which is Oh, yeah incredible when you think about it um before we go we have this little game that we play on the show okay i love it let's do it um so it's called confessions okay. but <laughs> okay. but don't worry we're not gonna ask you anything like super crazy or get all up in your business you don't have to start sweating or anything like we're <laughs> these all are right, just right, i ready. feel like this is gonna be real interesting to hear your answers on this so <laughs> you ready okay. for it I'm ready. All right. So uh, questions with quick answers. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. okay. I know this is going to be hilarious. If you went to the zoo right now, which animal would you visit first and why? Um, I would be in the owl exhibit. I believe that owls are aliens. They're not animals. They're aliens. And I would be studying them because I fully stand by owls are aliens 100%. Okay. If you could go to any concert right now, who would you go see? Oh, I would love to go see Drake. I, lo <laughs> I love okay, Drake. I love Drake. Drake fan. Watch a little champagne poppy up in your life. Okay. <laughs> we do too, baby. We do too. <laughs> What's your favorite song by Drake? Oh, I'm a fan of, of a lot of Drake's old stuff. Oh, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. I can't pick a favorite. Um, I don't know. I feel like I really like Energy. Energy was a good one. Okay. I'm you bumping it at the gym. I, I like that. I like that. I can agree with that. What's the craziest conversation you've ever overheard? Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel like best conversation I've ever over ever overheard. Um, I used to work at a, a, go a grocery store. And so I would hear people coming through the line and just going on about the wildest things. Um, I remember one time I was taking someone, checking someone out and they their house was burning down while they were in the line in the grocery store. And it was traumatic and it was so crazy. It was out of this world. And I just hated every moment of it. It was so awful. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is very serious and dramatic all at the same time. Um, yeah. That was a good ear hustle on that one, I guess. Um, <laughs> which celebrity or band has the worst fan base? Oh my God. <laughs> celebrity with the worst fan base i absolutely mm, i don't want to um i think taylor swift fans can sometimes be a little ride or die and i i think the swifties sometimes they pull a little hard and i just you know not saying they're bad i'm just saying 
sometimes they pull a little a little harder than they need to. No oh. shade to the Swifties. I love oh. you, Taylor, but <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so would you rather be super strong or have x-ray vision? Super strong, hands down. I wanna be the strongest man alive. I wanna be 500 pounds of pure muscle. Wow, solid, okay, okay. The Hulk number two coming up. Would you rather it rain marshmallows or Skittles? Oh, marshmallows. I recently got a fire pit. I've been roasting marshmallows like every night. I've gained like five pounds. I love, I love marshmallows. Ooh, I like that sounds good. What's the most creative use of emojis you've ever seen? Um, there's a podcast that I listen to, and uh, the podcast is the Jamazing podcast. Uh, it's hilarious, and it's so wild and kooky. And there's this part where they she sends, the character sends uh, an emoji text to her grandfather apologizing for saying that he's going to die. <laughs> it's like a comedy bit, but um, it was a hilarious like emoji. It was an entire skit. It was so good. Oh, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to them good. for their creativity. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been, see, that was painless. It wasn't that painless. bad. Yeah, painless. everybody everybody starts sweating a little bit when I say confessions, they're like, uh. it, it's funny because I had someone on here and it was like, what's the worst part of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And they were, were they too afraid to answer? No, they said the crust. That's a good answer. That's a Miss America answer right there. That is offending nobody. I love it. That's perfect. See, exactly. I'm like, that was a hilarious answer. I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. That was a good answer. Um, it's been so much fun getting to know you, Tate. I think you are so wonderful. And I think you're going to do so many great things. I love that you're doing charity work as well. You're using your platform for good. It's not just about fame and attention for you. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. I hope that throughout your journey that nothing changes the core of who you are. Because obviously, the more notoriety you get and the more success you have, it's going to change you over time. You want to change. I don't want to be the same way I was 10 years ago. I'm sure you don't want to be the same way you were five years ago or last year, but. Lord have mercy, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I just hope that the, the core of you, the sweetness and, and the kindness that you have and the authenticity that you have to yourself, I really hope that that never changes because I absolutely adore that about you. Well, since we're now officially besties, if I ever start yes. changing, you just go ahead and you send me a little text and you say, Tate, I don't know what's gotten into you, but you need to check yourself or I'm coming to Kentucky and I'm gonna I'm gonna smack you upside the head. I need that. I need you to, to do that as my bestie. Listen, I, I'm gonna tell you two things. One, I'm not far from Kentucky. I'm like, <laughs> I think a five hour drive. Two, yes, I'm Spanish. I will show my whole <laughs> when it comes to my opinion. So you leave that, leave the chanclas at home. Leave the chanclas at home, baby. I need you to keep them, keep them where the you chanclas. are. <laughs> hey, my grandma would have been the world's greatest quarterback of all time. She used to throw that thing and it always hit you square in your head. Like didn't matter how fast you were running or how you turned the corner, like it got you every time. Um, but no, no, I mean, all jokes aside, I, I, I really do adore you. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, building a friendship with you and seeing how everything continues to unfold. Everybody, you need to go follow him on social media. Where can they find you on Instagram and TikTok? So for the most part, uh, Tate Hoskins, T-A-T-E-H-O-S-K-I-N-S. Uh, if you Google me, you can find me, my link tree and everything is on there. But uh, other than that, real Tate Hoskins, um, just some iteration of Tate Hoskins. And you'll Google it, you'll find me. 
he'll be on there with a cowboy hat looking super cute <laughs> look for the cowboy hat look for the cowboy hat that's where i am <laughs> and make sure you guys keep an eye out for his clothing line it'll be dropping soon new year's right around the corner so we'll definitely be here to support you as well tay it's been an absolute pleasure i can't wait to do this again and um you know like hey bestie okay like we're locked in for life now <laughs> absolutely you ever need that co-host you just holler at me i'll be right here waiting for you to pick up the phone absolutely. listen don't think I, it hasn't crossed my mind already <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break you guys but we'll, we'll be right back make sure you don't go anywhere you're listening to the abby night show